0: hey Seamheads! heads Gabriel Honerman and Dave Papendorf coming to you for a very special trade deadline episode of the new hour podcast Davis exciting times the, the summer weather is hot the hot stove is getting even hotter man what do you think about these uh this baseball season so far
1: yeah it's been exciting we've seen some twists and turns as we always do and I think um, yeah more so than most times during the baseball season i'm very excited for this next week or so now that we've had plenty of times through the rotation we kind of know who teams are no one's probably going to surprise us i think uh left and so it's nice to kind of whittle away some of the insignificant teams and and take a look at at trade <laughs> deadlines and thinking about the excitingness of building a team which i know you and i both
0: really like absolutely Let's go, let's go around the uh, horn with leadoff man. The American League East, the Boston Red Sox, since the team, this is the best team coming out of the break, Dave. 9 and 1 their last 10. They've got that run differential back up a little bit. They have struggled for a few weeks going into the All Star break. It's now 88, which is just behind the Indians at 95 in the American League. There are three teams with over 100, or maybe four teams over 100 in the National League. But in the American League team, this team is right of the ship. They just made a big trade for Drew Pomeran, so he didn't uh, perform very well his last time right. out against the Giants. But uh, you asked me what has been their secret, and I suggest to you two things. You postulate? Uh, yes, I definitely postulate. One schedule. <laughs> I mean, it helps when you caught the Giants, who have struggled out of the break, right? And you caught them at Jake Peavy and Matt Kane. That helps. I mean, the Yankees, I know they've, they've played better since the Red Sox series, but you get the Yankees the first series who aren't exactly firing on all cylinders, and now you get the Minnesota Twins for a four-game series, and they pounded them last night, so that helps. Well, you need that. Anyway, Toronto, they're still rolling without Bautista. Baltimore coming back down, they're struggling. 5-5 five and five, their last 10. This is a three-team race, all right there. I think both of us would say that Toronto's the team to watch, though, yeah. right now. New York trying to figure out who they are. I've heard that they may be sellers, and if they are sellers, that they may even cut A-Rod into shares. So I want to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, that's insane. I, I just So so I just learned of that when you threw it up on our outline. I guess my initial reactions are, you know, shock, first of all. Uh, second of all, I mean... If they're willing to do that, we know the Yankees are willing to spend money and maybe eat money. And and if I didn't realize things were so bad, at least what they were thinking with Arod and Teixeira, and it would be interesting mm. to see how they're able to defer the money that they still owe on the guys' contracts, uh, especially with Arod. You know, if they'll push it over a number of years to make things better, easier for them to spend, like they do with, mm-hmm. did with Bobby Bonilla, right? Um, and the Mets, we'll see. Uh, I think that can make for some interesting. Um, yeah. stories. But other than that, yeah. Um nothing nothing more than surprise to that news. Mm,
0: that's right. And then the central uh the team I'm liking right now, the Cleveland Indians continue to roll. Only five and five in their last ten though, but they had that plus ninety five differential like we mo- we mentioned a moment ago. And they they could be uh they're looking for a catcher, looking for some other positions. You know, Yon Gomes goes to the DL with a separated shoulder. And then you got Detroit, Kansas City, Edo, are they contenders, pretenders? We'll talk about that in a moment. And then the White Sox, what are they going to do? They had a hot start, Dave. They're kind of in a similar spot to another pinstripe-wearing team, the Yankees. So we got to know how they're going to handle this uh, last couple weeks of the uh, non-waiver trade deadline period. And then Minnesota, it's really kind of a sad story because this is a team that I was high on, at least thought they would finish third, compete after the season they had last year. They fire general manager Terry Ryan, and he was going to be fired at the season's end, and you've you've noted he asked for an early release, so Rob Antone is going to be the interim, and Paul Molitor still likely there next year.
1: Yeah, this is an interesting development, I think, from the Twins' perspective. Terry Ryan was a carryover from when they were successful with Johan Santana and all those guys. Sad to see somebody get fired. I do like Paul Molitor. Glad he'll be sticking around got some thoughts on the white Sox, but i'll save those for later when we get more detailed into the trade deadline stuff
0: i'm very good and out west you got the texas rangers who are they're looking for everything i mean it's almost every rumor that i'm reading or hearing on radio or tv has texas named attached to them and houston has made up a lot of ground only three and a half games back playing much better you know rangers two and eight their last 10 so that's helped right. the astros Bridge that, gra- that gap. And they're looking at some of Tampa Bay starters as the Rangers were. Fielder, you know, he was benched for a while. Now he's been playing hurt. Choose back from the DL. And then you have uh, Houston signing the young kid, uh, Uleski Guriel. I don't know the pronunciation. I, that's but, as good uh, as I
1: could get, man. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So from Cuba. And they expect him to be ready for the major. So it's not like one of these young guys that we've seen. Go to the minors. He's going straight to the majors. They option AJ Reed. And then the Mariners, they trade to the Cubs. Montgomery, Mike Montgomery, the left-handed specialist. And then there's not much really going on with Oakland. Just somebody said they, you know, the whole thing with Sonny Gray, they're wanting a King's ransom. Now they can't even find a suitor for Sonny Gray, the type of seasons he's had. Rich Hill maybe still could be moved.
1: Yeah, a couple things on this division. Uh, four of the five teams in this division, besides Oakland, uh, so, so Texas, Houston, Seattle, and Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, all have a positive run differential, which is kind of interesting. Uh, in addition to that, um, maybe the Mariners are even listening on James Paxton and Taiwan Walker. Uh, other than that, I think we should take a, a quick peek at the AL wildcard standings. Uh, Baltimore's got a one-game lead over Toronto. Those would be the two final spots if the season ended today. Houston, two-and-a-half back. Detroit, four back. Seattle, five-and-a-half. New York, five-and-a-half. And Kansas City, seven back. But, partner, if you have anything to say on the wild card, enlighten us. If not, I'm just going to jump right into the National League. What do you think? I have no thoughts. No thoughts. <laughs> 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 An intellectual baseball uh, podcast with no thoughts. That's okay. Uh, let's let's move to the National League. Uh, starting in the National League East, Miami is in second place to the Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals have a four and a half game lead over the Marlins and a six game mm-hmm. lead over the New York Mets. Um, remember when we were excited the Marlins were only seven games back? This is the hottest yeah. team in the National League. Eight and two in their last ten. Can they be buyers is the question that I have for you, partner. Hmm. You think they will
0: be? I mean, I think uh, they're looking for some left-handed starting, I'm sorry, relief pitching to help out in that bullpen. So I think they're looking. I think they can get something like that than a bigger piece. But I wouldn't surprise me to see them get a lefty specialist. And remember,
1: D Gordon comes back later this year. Uh, Nationals are linked to a lot of the Tampa Bay starters that are dangling. Maybe even Charlie Blackman. Mets, on the other hand, in third place, which is surprising to many people looking for relief help. Uh and and of course you're always kind of keeping an eye on the health of their starting pitchers. Yeah. Um, you know, Philly and Atlanta kind of floating down there, and we'll talk about Atlanta when we talk about the trade deadline stuff. Right. As we move to the National League Central, the Cubs still have a healthy six and a half game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals, eight and a half game lead over the Pittsburgh Pirates. They seem to have been gotten uh the, the Cubs seem to have been Able to get back on track with series wins against the Texas Rangers. Very good team. New York Mets, team that knocked him out of the playoffs last year. Arietta had a great start the other night, so people are breathing a sigh of relief. Acquired Montgomery, like you said. Hendricks has been good. St. Louis had a walk-off last night. Interesting, Mm -hmm. though, Rosenthal has been declared not available in high-leverage spots. Now they're going to go to uh, Broxton. What do you think about that? We had someone in our fantasy league keep... Trevor Rosenthal as a keeper. Now he's not even going to be pitching in high leverage situations.
0: It's, it's ridiculous. It's the it's just the nature of the beast. That position is so fickle, you know.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. I think you know closers roster spot um, and, and managers. You know, it's kind of it's very flexible and it can be fickle. Mm. Some other Cardinals news: uh, Chris Correa, the ex-Cardinals scouting director, mm. has been sentenced to forty-six months in prison that's nearly (laughs) four years uh for hacking into the astros database yeah and so listen he uh he received the maximum maximum punishment possible uh from the hearing i think this this reflects poorly on the the cardinals organization not just him uh and i don't say that as a cubs fan who's jumping and skipping around i say that as just a general baseball analyst as i might uh, fancy to call myself, there's some some pretty uh, condemning stuff out there that, that you can read. Um, but I'll direct you to that. We're keeping it clean. We're talking about the trade deadline today. Pittsburgh, <laughs> uh, still right in the thick of things. Milwaukee, Cincinnati, ready to sell in this division. And That's finally, right. uh, the National League West, San Francisco's lead has diminished to only four games over the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, followed by Colorado, San Diego, and Arizona. Giants have not won since the All Star break, are you concerned for the San Francisco Giants' partner?
0: I am not. I think uh, with many of these teams, we've seen even the Cubs go through this swoon. Red Sox, Baltimore's going through it. I, you know, it's just a, such a long season. I think they're going to be okay.
1: I think so too. Uh, we've seen San Diego pushing hard to trade Andrew Kashner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona maybe even thinking about trading Granke. Colorado, of course. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, so the whole thing was you signed him to the big deal and you get the mm-hmm. first year or two out of him and it doesn't look like that's really going to happen. So can you find someone to take that that deal off your hands because his deal is pretty much 50% of your payroll. Interesting to, wow. to look at. Yeah. Um, also, I want to defer to you here. Clayton mm. Kershaw to the DL. Mm. Some are saying you could miss the whole year. Alex Wood now to the DL talk about the state of the Dodgers starting staff just really quickly.
0: Are you yeah, worried? Uh yeah, I think you have to be worried just because of the unknown. Like if you knew more definitively, if you could say okay, let's go out and get this, we're going to go out and get a starter because we need somebody to eat the innings. You know, some not you can't replace Clayton Kershaw, but at least eat those innings at somewhat of a uh quality starting type role, you know, who's out there? There's some some. evaluators said this is the worst starting pitching market they've seen in a long time. Right. I and mean, if you're trying to go after Rich Hill or Andrew Kashner, both of us have liked Kashner in the past. I mean, he was a Cub. Right. And we just like his stuff. But if these are the names you're talking about, I think you have to be concerned. Particularly when you don't know the status of Clayton Kershaw for sure. I mean, Alex Wood doesn't bother as much. Like You we weren't really getting much out of him anyway. He was already DL back, DL back. That's just that's been Alex Wood's story.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the timing is so poor because when when you're struggling so much with starting pitching health and the market is so bad. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's tough break for them. In terms of the wild card standings, LA still has a one game lead. Uh, Miami would qualify as a wild card team if the season ended today. St. Louis one game back. New York Mets game and a half back, and yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates just three games back.
0: Well, I think this is a lot of the teams that we anticipated and when you add the Marlins, which both of us thought they'd be having around 500. They played better. So this is exciting. Yeah. And it's very refreshing to see the Marlins on there. We're going to talk about whether they're a contender or pretender. And it's one of the segments we want to do today, Dave. It's contender, pretender. We'll start with the American League. Out in the east, you have Boston, Baltimore, Toronto, New York. I think both of us know that Tampa Bay, their season's over. Right, 17 games out. But I want to hear what you think about the Boston Red Sox. I would
1: say that the Boston Red Sox are most certainly a contender. I mean, it seems almost self-evident at this point. Uh, I don't believe there's going to be any any collapse forward. We've seen a big uptick. David Ortiz is playing well. Henry Ramirez has turned things around. The young guys look good. Definitely contender. I think right now uh, I'm very confident this team makes the playoffs.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, one thing I meant to mention earlier about David Ortiz is in batting practice yesterday, he had a ball get stuck. At the foul pole at, uh, at Pesky's Pole, so it was hilarious. So You might want to check out a picture of that if you're listening to the show. And then the Baltimore Orioles they dropped a second. Buck Showalter, I love Buck Showalter. I think they're still a contender, though with a more of uphill challenge than Toronto or Boston. Give me your thoughts on this Oriole team.
1: Yeah, I think... Uh... My heart says contender, but my head says pretender because oh. when I look at the starting pitching, uh, I think they're going to struggle, especially close games down the stretch. Even if they make the playoffs, I think they get eliminated, eliminated in the playoff game uh, or you know, first round, even if they were to get through that just because of the struggles there. Yeah, uh, They can hit a lot of home runs, though.
0: They hit a lot of home runs. This could be the fourth straight year they lead all of the baseball in home runs. Toronto Blue Jays also can mash. I think they're a pretender. In my mind, probably right now, you're in the favorite to win this division. Your thoughts on the Blue Jays?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think definitely in contention. You know, For me, it's, it's pretty much a, a three-horse race at this point in the wild card, Houston being the third team. Uh, so I would say, yeah, you have to consider them. I think the question mark comes from getting everybody healthy at the right time and then getting the starting pitching they need, which, I mean, that's the question mark for every playoff team, really.
0: Absolutely. And the New York Yankees, this is what a lot of Yankee fans want to hear. What are we going to do? Who are we? In your mind, who are the New York Yankees?
1: They are pretenders. Uh, This could be the first time in like 20 years or something that the Yankees don't finish over 500. If they Mm. don't, I think at this point you need to know, you need to look at the landscape of your division and appropriately judge the distance between you and the other teams. And I think even between, let's say, even if Baltimore is the worst of the three teams that we've listed above, or if it's Toronto or Boston, the distance between New York and those teams is substantial. So for me, I think you just got to look in the mirror and say, um, we're the Yankees, we know we can spend a ton of money whenever we want, so let's just kick out everybody uh, who we think we can get, get some young guys for and you know, buy some bats and arms and restock for next year. I think they're pretenders, though.
0: Okay, so we have Red Sox, Toronto's strong contenders. We're kind of a Baltimore little mixture. Yeah. And then Yankees, Pretenders. So the American League Central, this is a team that I'm big on. I think they're going to win this division and make some noise in the playoffs. The Cleveland Indians are contenders, Dave. What are your thoughts?
1: I think the Cleveland Indians are going to be the St. Louis Cardinals of last year. I think they're going to have a great Mm. uh, end of the season. I think they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. However, Mm. uh, they're going to make the playoffs, so that means that they're a contender. And I think they're going to run away with this division.
0: Okay, I think they're running away with the division as well. In their division are a couple teams behind them. I think both these teams are pretenders, as being the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals. But what are your thoughts on these two teams?
1: I think uh, Detroit is definitely a pretender. I think starting pitching is a major issue. I just don't know if they have enough offense to get through. The Upton thing hasn't quite worked as much as they would have wanted. Of course, you know JD Martinez. Uh, you know we have that whole issue. I say the Kansas City Royals are still. It's maybe my heart speaking, are still, uh, you know, like in action films when, when the action star is hanging on the ledge by their fingertips, I would yeah. say Kansas City is still hanging on just because they've had so many health problems as they continue to get guys back. That's almost like a trade upgrade. So for them, I yeah. think they're going to have an upward trajectory. It's just can that be a steep enough upward trajectory to get them in the playoffs.
0: That's very good. This team reminds me a little bit of Baltimore in the sense that uh, kind of streaky play, playing well at home right the bullpens are good starting pitching leads to be desired though Baltimore obviously has the thump that I don't think Kansas City has Definitely. so I put Baltimore ahead of these guys Kansas City the,
1: is 30 and 15 at home 17 and 32 on the road
0: yeah there you go you gotta change that if you want to be a contender right uh, American League West the Texas Rangers Houston Astros Seattle Mariners of these three teams I like the Rangers the best though I would call the Rangers and the Astros contenders, and sadly, as much as I wish the Mariners were contending, I think they're a pretender.
1: Yeah, I would. I would generally agree with you. I think Texas. I, I think Texas could could stumble a bit. I think part of the issues with the health uh, of starting pitchers and everyday players is it's going to come up to get them. I could see them being overtaken by Houston. I still think they probably make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely contender. Houston, a contender, even though I predicted them to not make the playoffs at the beginning of this year. I think based mm-hmm. on what I've seen, you have to consider that to be the case. Seattle, uh, I want them to be a contender. We were even talking about this over text the other day. Basically, they need to go 20 over for the rest of the season, I think, mm-hmm. to, to hop some teams and, and be a relevant. tall order. Right. And, and for me, I just don't know, unless they play the Angels – Unless they play a ton of division games, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I would have to look at their schedule, but that's my assessment.
0: All right, well, let's go to the National League. Let me throw these three teams at you. Washington Nationals, the Marlins, and the Mets. Phillies done, Braves done, we know that. So these three teams, who do you think is contender, pretender?
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs) I think all of them... Okay, so Washington's going to make the playoffs, I believe. Uh, I think they're Mm. too good to not make the playoffs. I think the starting pitching has corrected their course. Even though I predicted them to miss the playoffs, uh, I think I'm going to be wrong. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think Miami... um, I don't think Miami's a better team than New York, but I think they may end up having a better record than New York. Uh, Part of that is just due to... Question marks of starting pitching, missing out on Matt Harvey for so long, having him struggle. Uh, also, you know, how are you going to manage these guys that have bone spurs in their elbows? I, I'm speaking of the New York Metropolitans starting <laughs> pitchers, uh, if I wasn't clear about that. So I would say Miami very, very much in it. At the beginning of the year, I thought that Arizona was going to be this team that was going to get that last wild card spot. I actually think it's going to be Miami rather than Arizona now. Obviously, Arizona is not going to get it. Um, Although, you know, you don't want to sleep on on the Metropolitans because they're, look, in the playoffs, starting pitching wins. We saw that against the Cubs. Uh, So down the stretch, if they can get some some eight-inning starts and they're willing to burn those guys to get to the playoffs, we could see them in the playoffs again. So I would say contender for all of them.
0: Yeah, the Mets worry me. They're teetering on pretender for me, but I'll still put them in the contending category for now. We'll see how the hell shakes out. So I like all those those teams to contend. In the Central, this was the division last year, Dave, that everybody was talking about. Three of these teams, three teams we're going to talk about, each had 95 wins or more. They haven't been quite at that pace this year, though all these teams are good. Obviously, the Cubs are leading the way. They're a contender, probably the contender of the National League. Mm -hmm. Then you got the Cardinals, who I refuse to just write off. I mean, every time we think that... This team is going to, something's going to happen and their season is over. All You look up and it's like, oh, wow, they're only this far back or they're, they're leading this. They have this run differential. So they're definitely contenders. I don't know what they're going to do at the trade deadline, if anything, but they're going to be interesting to watch. And the Pirates, this team is very streaky. I think if they have another hot streak in them, they will be playing in October.
1: All right, here we go. Cubs, obvious contenders. St. Louis Cardinals, pretenders. I'm saying not just because I'm a Cubs fan. I just don't believe in this team. I think they have gotten by with their offense with the revolving door of guys. No one no one really has been uh, rock solid. They haven't gotten that transcendent performance that they got from the rookies last year uh, or multiple rookies. I know that um, Diaz is playing really well. I just don't know if he's going to be able to keep that up. I think Pittsburgh, on the other hand, is a contender. I just think they have a lot of grit. I think uh, maybe that's a really dumb thing to say because you can't really judge what that means. But uh, that being said, I just think this team can can hang around, has more weapons than St. Louis. And, you know, McCutcheon gets hot. All of a sudden, the player that they basically not had all year makes a huge difference.
0: Very good. And in the West, I think there are two teams we're going to talk about here. San Francisco Giants. Los Angeles Dodgers, for me, the Dodgers are pretending the Giants are contenders.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it, you know it's clear that the Giants are the best team in this division, even though they've struggled a bit and, and have struggled at points during the season, especially with the uncertainty of Kershaw. I mean, I think, if nothing else, that's a huge mental blow to this team that's already have having health problems in the outfield. Unless they make a couple major trades and get guys from those trades to perform well, I don't see them even making the playoffs. I would say
0: pretender. So there's one way that these teams maybe can go from contender to pretender is the deals that they're going to make at the deadline, Dave. So let's talk about the buyers in the American League. Boston looking for a relief pitching. This bullpen continues to be decimated by injuries. I am so sad. I still lament the Carson Smith injury. I loved Carson Smith last year for the Mariners. I was so excited when they got him. I like they brought it over Brad Ziegler. Now we're seeing Barnes turning into a very formidable weapon. Joe Kelly, they're trying in the minor leagues to turn him into a, a, a late-inning reliever, but they need to sure up this at least one more spot, I think, in my mind. Baltimore's looking for a starting pitcher. I've heard their name attached to Hellickson, the Philadelphia Philly. right? And then Toronto, obviously, they need some starting pitching too, although like we talked about in last week's episode, they're – Really, as far as performance-wise, they have been the best staff in the American League East. That's interesting, but they're still looking for starting pitcher. And we continue to hear Jay Bruce rumored with this team. seems like for the last year and a half, two years, Jay Bruce rumors to Toronto have been around this team. So that's the American League East. Do you have any thoughts on these teams and what they might need or what you would look for if you were the general manager of one of these three teams?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Pitching is is the common theme. Uh, part of that is due to because of the good lineups in that division. Part of that is due to the way that uh, lineups are constructed in that division. It just seems to be kind of a heavy hitter division for whatever reason. Um, I think you know if Jay Bruce goes anywhere in the American League, I think it's Toronto. Uh, but but definitely all three of those teams are are going to be. At least Boston and Toronto, I think, are going to be aggressive buyers. Even if they don't make a deal, they'll probably be making a lot of calls. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but l- let's move on to the American League Central. You've got a couple notes on the on one team in particular there. Yeah, I think
0: Cleveland's going to be busy. We, we noted earlier that they, the catcher goes down for them, Jan Gomes, who wasn't really even have a pretty great offensive season for them. So I think big news, you you texted me two days ago, hey, they're in on Roy." and if they could swing that deal, I think that would be huge for that team. Just mm-hmm. seeing with hey, are, they believe in us. I mean, we all know about Cleveland and their their payroll restrictions. I mean, they don't they have the biggest payroll, so they make a move like this. would really show confidence to the players we are behind you. Bruce has also been connected to them. Though, as you mentioned, you think if anywhere in the AL he goes to Toronto, I tend to agree with that. But you do have the in-state Ohio thing going. These teams have dealt well together <laughs> before. You think yeah. about uh, Brandon Phillips coming over. To the Reds from the Indians in the past and things. So in the Texas, it seems like these guys were in like everybody they're looking for every position: catching, first base, DH, outfield, starting pitching. They look at about every Tampa Bay Ray starting pitching. Though Rosenthal is saying that this team is less optimistic that they're going to get any of the Ray pitchers. That's right. so that's interesting. Houston also looking at some pitching, third base, first base option, left field, which last year. We talked about how great their outfield was. It's been a little disappointing outside of Springer this year. Mm-hmm. They've asked about the Atlanta Braves right-handed pitcher Hunter Servenka. want to see what happens with that. That's not really a sexy move, but it needs to happen for them probably. Seattle looking for left field shortstop, and then a first base, D.H. Vogelbach. You've mentioned his name before. So that's what the American look, landscape looks like as far as who may be buying in the American League.
1: And in addition, I mean, remember, LeBron hasn't signed a contract yet with Cleveland, so he said he thinks he could be an NFL quarterback. I'm sure he could be a, a closer, too, <laughs> right, guys? Isn't, isn't LeBron the greatest uh, athlete in the history of the universe? At
0: least in Ohio. Uh,
1: yeah, well, <laughs> that's a statement that is, is interestingly uttered, I think, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but moving on, hopefully our, our listeners in Ohio don't hate me now. But uh, let's talk about some of the top buyers in the National League. Uh, Washington is definitely in on relievers and uh, corner outfielders, maybe even a center fielder, uh, Miami starting pitching shortstop. I think Zach Cozart is a very attractive option for them. Partner mentions even Helixson as a starting pitcher for them. New York Metropolitans in on outfielders, maybe Jay Bruce, mm-hmm. uh, maybe on a mid-level starting pitcher and a rental third baseman. If they're not too thrilled about Reyes, uh, they may be able to get somebody. Moving to the central, the Cubs, I think our buyers, they could look for another left-handed reliever, corner outfielder, maybe like Josh Reddick, although I don't know if that, that fits their long-term trajectory. Pittsburgh, even though we don't traditionally think of them as a buyer, they might be in on kind of a, a low-level first base type guy. Um, San Francisco Giants out west looking for a corner outfielder. Hunter Pence is uh, still not, not back, has suffered a setback. My partner suggests there could be a uh, reunification between them and Carlos Beltran. That would be really interesting. And then uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers obviously looking for starting pitchers. Uh, my partner postulates or, or suggests at least that even he could serve as a corner outfielder hey, for the Los Angeles Maybe Dodgers. they
0: contact you and they're like, Dave, we'll trade you Vince Scully to be your podcasting partner. We'll take Gabriel to play left field. Would you do that deal?
1: Well, here's the deal. I've got years of team control with you. I mean, I, Vin Scully, I know, is a one and done. Right. So I need something back. I need a kicker. I need some cash. I need something. Yeah, but think uh, of to get the wheels. The moving.
0: cachet he would bring the legitimate, the legitimize this podcast, man.
1: Well, I mean, I think we're we're very legitimate, <laughs> don't you? I mean, I'm sitting in a basement right now, so That's right. Uh, those are the buyers in the yeah. And ways. I should mention, um,
0: I. Uh, we should go back and the, we didn't talk about the, all these teams are looking at the Yankee relievers. So, right.
1: yeah. And, and that's kind of the, the backdrop here, the Yankee relievers, the Tancis, but, but more specifically, Andrew Miller and, mm-hmm. uh Aurelis Chapman, yeah. this the two lefties, uh, both those guys attracted pretty much every contending team. And so the Yankees are, are fielding offers. Uh, so we talked about the teams that are interested. Let's talk about, some of the top targets that could be traded from the American League. Do you want to take us through through a bit of a list, and I'll do the National League.
0: Absolutely. I mean, as I look at this list, I mean, obviously names we mentioned: Beltron, Chapman, Miller, Ordonez,ie Moore, Smiley, Archer, connected with the Dodgers somewhat. Do you even think of moving a Evan Longoria? Mm. The White Sox need to do something. Dave Robertson. I mean, he's pretty much an average reliever. So if you can get anything for him now, I mean, a lot of the the metrics are showing he's not an elite reliever. So if you can get anything for him. Trade him, Todd Frazier. They just brought him in. But Bray, and you have some thoughts on the White Sox. We're going to listen to here in a second. Minnesota, if you can get anything, a lot of people think that you know they can move Irv Santana, who's already been on like eighty teams for Major League Baseball. Let's <laughs> put another one yeah. on that list, and then dare we say, Mike Michael Trout gets moved. Michael Trout by the Angels, Houston Street for sure. I mean. Anybody who won on the eight, uh, athletics, Sonny Gray, though, like we mentioned earlier, it's gonna be harder to deal him. So these are the, some of the names, cooka Chris, Josh Reddick, Lowry. I mean, like the lineup, just go through their lineup, pick a player and throw something at Billy Bean, you know, buy their team some soda for the next year and you can have yeah. Rich Hill.
1: Yeah. I think when I look at these targets in the American league, um, what I don't see, as we've talked about already is a lot of great starting pitching. What I don't see are a lot of guys that you think i can trade for this guy and have him for a really long time like bedrock type players i think there's more just kind of useful pieces mm-hmm. rather than this guy is going to be my guy for a long time mm-hmm. whereas i think there are maybe more of those in the national league um but i have a short theory on the chicago white Sox. yeah can i can i bust it you out bust now? it out okay so here's it. rick haunt kenny williams jerry reinsdorf Listen to me, from a basement in Chicago, I know that your method worked once, but everybody can get struck by lightning once, and I don't mean to insult your intelligence. However, uh, the way that baseball is going, that that's just not going to happen anymore. Teams know how to value mm. veteran players, and you can't. The, generally, teams are going to keep veteran players, and it's going to be a rush to sign them and and the guys that they've been bringing in have been productive. So here's my suggestion. What you do is you keep Sale, you keep Quintana. Both of those guys have three years at least of team control, very affordable. We're talking $13 million a year or less, which, as we know, for somebody like Chris Sale is insane. Somebody like Quintana is probably $7 million below market value. Mm-hmm. So for a team that doesn't want to spend a ton of money, those are good deals. And you know that if, for whatever reason – you want to trade him again later. You can always trade him, mm-hmm. right? So you keep those two guys. After that, I know you just got Frazier. Trade Frazier. Mm-hmm. Trade Adam Eaton, especially because he's a good player, a good corner outfielder, and can get you a lot back. Trade Jose Abreu. Trade Zach Duke. Trade David Robertson. Trade anybody and everybody, and throw out all the bad players. Let them play. Trade. You know you're not gonna you're not gonna sell tickets until. Uh, to games unless Chris Saylor or Jose Quintana are pitching. That's that's what's happening now anyways. That's what you do. Yeah,
0: trade the hot dog vendor if you have to. You know? Yeah, there you go. Make some moves here. So, You suggested trade the stadium because <laughs> it's not a great stadium. Uh, uh, I, I, agree. I said that off the air. I brought of, you, of, you what I did. You burned I, I, me. I brought it out of yeah. and, you. know, it is just kind of a, a ho-hum yeah, it's just a baseball stadium. I mean, stadium. it's a baseball stadium. Uh, you know, I haven't been to all the ballparks yet, but uh, of those I've been to, nearly half, it's on the bottom of my list. Okay. So. Uh,
1: let's talk about the the available players in the National League, which I think has, it's more an attractive um, crop of players. Yeah. We've got Julio Tehran mm-hmm. from Atlanta. Whom I just
0: Maybe. got in fantasy.
1: That's right. Good snag. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed, by the way. Uh Freddie Freeman, maybe, maybe could he be available? Uh, That's that's something that we've been. You noted Pittsburgh needed
0: a first baseman. Maybe there's a match. That's right.
1: Uh, Out of Milwaukee, we know Ryan Braun is potentially available. Jonathan Lucroy, who we've spoken about, Jonathan Villar, who could be the second baseman Mm. of the future for them. Mm -hmm. Although they can maybe cash in on his really good year this Mm -hmm. year. Uh, Jeffries and Thornburg out of the bullpen, so they're really in on trading anybody. As are I think. Cincinnati Reds, if they're smart. Obviously, we know they're they're willing to trade Bruce um, and uh, Brandon Phillips. and Cozart who would be a great fit in a number of uniforms, I think. Uh, and remember, Phillips um,
0: had originally blocked a trade in the offseason that would have sent him to Washington. So
1: Right, which I'm sure he would love to be there now. Yeah, kicking himself. Uh, they, they could probably trade Singrani. I think you also have to think about trading Joey Bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's obviously some, he's an attractive player out there. Colorado could trade Carlos Gonzalez, Blackman, McGee, Jake McGee, Mark Reynolds for a team that could use a, a guy who hits lefties. Well, San Diego, Tyson Ross, Andrew Kashner, BJ Upton, Arizona. We talked about Grankey, maybe even uh, Jean Segura. Mm-hmm. He could be somebody that maybe you can sell high on and Philly uh, Hellickson. And, and we've noted that he's connected with Miami and Baltimore. So, I think these are the guys that are out there. As we reflect on this group of players, what do you have to say on these guys? There's
0: several guys that I would would like to see come to my team. Here's the deal. At least as I've been following the market, and even what's already transpired in some of the movies we've seen, people are wanting unbelievable hauls right now for almost anything. Right. It's a seller's market. And I wonder if it's to this extent that it's actually going to turn out to be a quiet deadline. Like, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, just small pieces here and there. None of your big stuff moving one way or the other.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I think in addition to that, I've had this feeling over the last like two or three years that I think teams are more attached to their prospects now more than ever. Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, that is cautious and conservative and admirable however uh i think they are prospects right so major league play productive major league players with with track records of sustained success yeah like if i could if i could trade maybe two guys that i think are going to be good for carlos gonzalez like i know who carlos gonzalez is so i think you know you trade him it's not that you're Stupid about guys that you're really high on in your system, but it we're almost to this point now with all the advanced statistics and scouting that it's like everyone's got a magic ball in their back room and they've got all these premonitions about all of these players that they have and and because the the data is more plentiful than ever, I think sometimes we can fool ourselves into thinking that we know uh more about this player or that we maybe are not we know so much that we know not to take risks but i think ultimately you do have to take risks and so um like you said maybe that means that it's a seller's market this year and Mm. it could be kind of a quiet um a quiet deadline
0: yeah all right dave so we have a lot to watch out for this weekend it's hall of fame weekend right so put that on your radar counting down to the deadline which is actually august 1st this year goes back to july 31st next year but because it's on a sunday manford said let's go to the august 1st so an extra day on that so can you predict for me maybe a couple moves that you think under the radar blockbusters whatever they may be maybe a position player or maybe a pitcher let's do something like that man what do you think what do you what's the watch for next couple weeks as far as the trade deadline
1: I would say well I've got two in mind uh one of them would be Cozart to the Pittsburgh Pirates to replace Jordy Mm. Mercer I think offensively gives them a little bit uh defensively is right on par there interdivision trade so maybe less likely to happen but I could see that being a possibility I think Pirates will make at least
0: one move yeah, I like, I'm thinking of the Pirates too. I'm thinking they need a first baseman. I think the Braves are wanting some prospects. Maybe the Pirates have some prospects to move. They go after a big bat at first base. To put him in that order behind McCutcheon. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Okay. I've got another first
1: base uh, trade option. <laughs> Billy Bean trades the entire starting lineup of the Oakland Athletics for Joey Votto. Uh, and then subsequently holds open tryouts for the other roster spots uh, the very next day.
0: Oh, yeah. That's good. That's good.
1: (laughs) Look, I think Votto should and could be moved. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to happen. Let's talk pitchers. I've got one deal I think could happen. Some people have already been talking about this, but I kind of like this. Archer to the Dodgers. Mm. Chris Archer to the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, And they would have to probably part with uh, Urias, but – you know, might be worth it for them. You have an idea for the Dodgers as well.
0: That's right. So we we both went Pirates. We both went Dodgers. I think if Kershaw's going to miss time, maybe even the whole season, they need a pitcher. They don't need just somebody to fill that spot. They need an ace. And uh, though not really, he's not Kershaw level, he would be an ace on his team, Julio Tehran from the Braves. So I think the Braves are just continuing to look for more and more prospects. These are the two guys that can get the biggest hauls. Freeman, and Tehran
1: yeah, that's a good call. I think both Archer and Tehran have uh, control past this love or this year too, which is, would be attractive to l a making mm. making that trade. Uh, one thing I do want to say we won't have a chance to put out an episode before the end of the trade deadline, but uh, we're gonna presumably uh, provided scheduling works out, we're gonna put out an extra innings podcast to review the trade deadline. Uh, we did one of one of those last year together, and it was like a marathon. Uh, we're going to keep it light and fun, but we're going to give you everything you need to know about what happened on the deadline. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Other things to watch for. We're going to see some injured pitchers kind of returning, uh, even though we've seen Kershaw leave, at least Felix has come back. Didn't have a great start on Wednesday against the White Sox, but, um, he's back around, which is exciting. Zach Greinke may be on the mend, uh, any on field stuff that you think we should keep an eye out for
0: our partner. Uh, The Giants, how long will their little swoon last when they turn it around? All right, very good. Well, listen, we've got some trivia to
1: talk about. Uh, Last week, I posed this question to the Twitterverse and to my partner. Uh, Can you name, without looking up, can you name five of the top ten leaders in career losses? We're talking about the decision for starting pitchers or relief pitchers or whatever. Um, so can you name five
0: of the 10? You know, I meant to actually think about this without looking up the answers. you know, just give it some thought. I did not. To <laughs> cogitate. Yeah. And my, my initial thing is just to think who pitched for a long time. Right. And I'm going to go Cy Young. Okay. Yes.
1: Cy Young is number one overall with 316 losses.
0: Right and is he still number one wins? Yes. Too. Okay. So I thought I knew he had. Okay. And then I'm thinking like, uh, Phil Necro. Phil Necro, fifth 274. All right. Okay. Good job. So who pitched a long time that was it was really good but maybe not awesome. Uh. This is where like this is where I'm that like really like okay. Um. <laughs> What about Jamie Moyer? Jamie Moyer. That is a very
1: interesting guess. Uh, Jamie Moyer is n- tied for 36. Ah, with 209.
0: He was too good. <laughs> yeah, way too good. <laughs> yeah, way too good. All right. Let me just start these quick, not to keep our uh, okay. uh, Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts.
1: Number eleven, so that doesn't oh! count. Unfortunately, two hundred forty-five. All
0: right, so we'll say, so we'll say three strikes. I'm out. Okay, three strikes. You're out. So if I either, I either get the five I need, okay. or if I miss another one, and you've one, got two, we'll you've got go Phil
1: one. Necro and Cy Young, and I have
0: two strikes. Right. So uh, what about uh, what? A, I I don't. Uh, man, shoot, I don't even know Frank Tanana. 16th of 236. Would you like the list? Yeah, let's run through the
1: list. All right, so Cy Young, 316. Pud Galvin, 308. (laughs) Nolan Ryan, 292. Oh, wow. Walter Johnson, 279. Phil Negro, 274. Gaylord Perry, 265. Don Sutton, 256. Jack Powell, 254. Ipa Rixey, 251. I can't believe you didn't get him. And Burt Blylevin, two fifty. And you just missed Robin Roberts' eleventh. Uh, not bad. We'll give you we'll give you two and a half.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I should have got some of those. No one just by more innings pitched, but I thought they were so good. Maybe they avoided so many losses. Well, let me ask you this. So it's Hall of Fame weekend in Cooperstown, New York. King Griffey Jr. Mike Piazza both going to be enshrined into the Hall this weekend, Dave. Since we talk trades today, how many times were those two players? Collectively, so together, how many trades were they involved in?
1: See, I have a good idea. I think mm-hmm. I know the exact number of
0: major league All level
1: right. trades. The only question mark that I have is was Mike Piazza traded as a minor leaguer? Which I maybe I should know that, but it, for whatever reason, it's not to the top of my head. But I'm looking forward to having some time to think.
0: Yeah, I think on that. We'll talk about that next episode. All right. Well, hey, listen.
1: Thanks again for listening to more baseball ramblings from the New Era Podcast. Remember, join the conversation on Twitter at New Era Podcast. We got some tweets recently. Very happy about those. Uh, Feel free to follow us. You can find us on Facebook um, forward forward slash New Era Podcast. And also, as we ask every week, as we plead, we supplicate to you. Uh, If you listen to our show, if you like it, if you don't like it, Take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate that. Helps us get the word out. Uh, helps other people when they're scrolling through, they see our show, get an idea of the good things and the bad things. And it helps us improve the show, which is the most important thing. Um, I think we're going to crash iTunes this week with such a wonderful episode. This is going to be, uh, I don't know what the equivalent of going viral for a podcast is, but that's what's going to happen. That's my prediction.
0: I am foreseeing at least four downloads this week, Dave. Four? Four? four billion you mean four billion downloads very
1: good uh well listen i've got to let you sign out as i do each
0: week until next time team heads for dave pappendorf i'm gabriel heinerman reminding you that whether you are at the plate or in the field always keep your eye on the ball